Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Ready to do something I haven't done in a while. A while? Uh, By the time this comes out, it'll already have been done, because tonight, I'm going to see a movie for the third time in theaters. Been a minute. Yeah. Been a minute. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie three times in the theater. I saw two movies twice in December mm-hmm. because the Marvels was that damn good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right? Oh, it got no love. And because Godzilla minus one is fucking phenomenal. Godzilla times one minus one. Godzilla times <laughs> one minus one. That's a deep Mr. Show cut. It is. Uh, not as deep as Godzilla fucked Japan in that movie. Oh, gross. Yeah, real bad. But um, going to see that again tonight in black and white with friend of the show, Brian Sittler. Just because? Because it's in black and white. They re-released it in black and white in theaters. Hmm. I don't know what that is, but I get Nostalgia? to Nostalgia? Yeah, yeah, sure, right? Like Kind of like the original 1950 or whatever uh, Godzilla was black and white. Sure. But um, And, and I'm sure it'll pop. You know, like like when you see something done well in black and white, high def, it, it looks good. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But there's that different sort of the uh, color pop, which by lack of color, it's weird. Uh, quick spoilers for about midway through the movie. There's a scene where he uses the atomic breath to just destroy a warship. And I'm just going for that. All right. Just All that right. that sense of power and scale was some of the most impressive cinema cinematography that I've mm-hmm. seen sure. ever. It was so goddamn good. Hilton, do you want to introduce our guest this week? We got a fun one this week. Roxy Rockette is here. Hey, hey everyone. everyone. <laughs> uh, burlesque performer, producer, uh, the uh, mind behind the Pearl District Peep Show, and choreographer. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, designer, uh, I, I'm sure. Costume designer, I'm sure. Show poster designer. Uh, I actually, I send that one out. I've got a friend who does that. Nice. For me. You know, you got to delegate some yeah, things sure, sure. once yeah. in a while. HBI, uh, HBIC. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, mm-hmm. love it. Hell yeah. And then uh, one of the the co-producer of the Tulsa Burlesque Festival. Yep. Uh, Co-producer of Tulsa Burlesque Festival and co-chair of the Tulsa Tassel Coalition. We are a 501c3 nonprofit uh, for the alternative arts, so burlesque. Yeah. Love and, that, and 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 what 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 is the the goal of that? Is that to help uh, others get projects off the so ground? So that's to help others get projects off the ground. That's also to help uh, grow uh, diversity and inclusivity within our current um, uh, communities. And then we're also working on in this next year to start bringing throughout the year, not just during the festival, um, more education opportunities um, from performers that are traveling through to be able oh, to cool. have them do some more workshops and classes nice. for okay. our local communities and, and help bring that kind of breath and life back to it. Learn some new moves, learn some new tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely like the marketing side of it and how to like sure. really you know put yourself out there if you want to be like a full-time traveling performer. Because you're, sell, you're selling yourself as a product. Absolutely. It's... it's well, and that's one it's of the big like comedy about the festival is not only that you get to see all these great performances, but you have workshops over the course of the festival. Absolutely. So um, we'll do we'll have two nights during the festival. So we'll do Friday night is our Neo showcase. So that's going to be more 
um, you know, sideshow, more rock and roll, you know, things not considered classic burlesque. Sure. Um, and then Saturday during the day, we'll do workshops. We'll have workshops from our features and our headliner um, to be announced soon. And um, and then Saturday night is our classic burlesque showcase. Okay. Very cool. And what was the date on this? So that's going to be August 9th and 10th. And we are yes. going to be down at the ballroom at the historic VFW Post 577 over oh, yeah. on 6th Street. Yeah. Know that place very well. Uh, but even before then, of course, you're going to be, uh, you've got the next Pearl District Peep Show coming up. Uh, you've got an appearance at the Nude Art Show yes, coming up. Yes, so excited. That, that was announced, right? Yes. We've we, we both been announced. Yes, we've that. both okay. announced. Okay. We're, we're, we're safe to talk about okay, it. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Good, now I don't have to cut anything out. <laughs> yeah, no editing this one. No editing. Not yet, anyway. But yeah, uh, March 29th, is that right? No, 26th, uh, 23rd. Uh, nude is March 23rd. I don't know why March 23rd. Yeah, the you're 23rd for that. at Kane's Ballroom yeah. is nude. And then the next Pearl District Peep Show is going to be March 30th over at Lot 6. Very cool. Oh, fun. Lot and six Lot 6 rules. has been the home for that pretty much the since the start. Full run. Yeah. yeah. That's a great little run. Yeah, Vanessa's been so amazing. She just she's lets great. me do whatever I want to do. And she's, so she's so supportive of it. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's been really great working with her. I really yeah, love nice that. Nice lady. She's a nice lady. Yeah, years and years ago when we when I was doing Dr. Sketchies, uh, we used to do, uh, we would do some shows at Lot 6 and some shows at the First Shop. And we ended up going solely to First Shop because they had that upstairs mm -hmm. and that seating area. And it was really, just really easily conducive for what we were trying to do. But there did not go a single month that went by where I did not miss Lot 6. Yeah. And, and it's because of Vanessa. Absolutely. She, she's made that place something special. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it, it's an art bar, but I mean, it's not just art on the walls. You know, it's, you know, other performance art. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. you know, live bands that go through there. It's, yep. you know, all the you art. You can do karaoke there. I yeah. did karaoke yeah. last time I went karaoke there. Karaoke is a big, big thing there. Yeah. yeah. And it's just got a cool vibe, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not a big bar guy, but that that's definitely in like my... My top three here in Tulsa because it's easy. It's got a fun layout. It, it's it's um. It's got the size. It's the size of a dive bar, but it doesn't feel like a dive bar. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. got the like, the the comfort of of what you get sort of from a dive bar. Mm -hmm. You know, but it feels cooler. Well, yeah. It feels like it belongs nicer. in Austin. It doesn't feel like it belongs yeah, in Tulsa. Yeah, that's exactly. a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, and, and she was really part of the revitalization of. Um, uh, the Pearl District and 6th Street uh, in Midtown Tulsa. And a lot of what has happened with that area has not really followed the kind of trend that she started. But right. she, she really kind of put her foot down. It was like, this is going to be she, an, an artsy, creative absolutely. area. She was, I think, the first like business that went in for, during the revitalization oh, yeah. over there. Because I can remember going over there mm -hmm. shortly after it opened and it was like, Empty buildings and boarded up windows oh, and like Vanessa. And, yeah. yeah. And the eclipse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh and my God, K. the eclipse. Yep. <laughs> <K>. mm -hmm. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about uh, how Kay could never say our band's name when we no. used to play there? <laughs> really? <laughs> so, <clears throat> 1999, I'm in a ska band and we're called the Butterfucos. Okay. And it was <laughs> about 19 years after the, the resurgence of ska. No, ninety nine. It was huge. Oh in yeah, because yeah. it was like real big fish and shit. Scott yeah. was big again. Yeah. I never, oh never, yeah, Scott and swing was huge. Tried to tried to dig on you. I couldn't do it. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, he would always like say he would always he would usually just say ladies and gentlemen because he would fucking always introduce the bands. Mm -hmm. So annoying, and he'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, Badavuko. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 
Although I will take that over the time that someone called us the butterfuckers. That was pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> the butterfuckers. I mean, yeah, butterfuck. I, mean, I was like, we should change our name to the butterfuckers because that's, yeah, it's that's much catchy. better hilarious. That's yeah. catchy. I mean, you can't put it on an album, but you know. Sure, put a little asterisk on there. Okay, yeah, you could. <laughs> could. Yeah. I mean, our name... <laughs> Opinions like a holes. Oh yeah, is a euphemism. That's well, but that's true. But, but we, we don't say we assholes never assholes because we want to go to heaven. Yeah, that's that's. Wait, what? I don't say cusses. First cause... off, I am going to heaven because uh, I think I'm the only one that we that you know that believes in God. So, <gasps> excuse me. Yeah, I believe in. I was going to think of somebody to say was God. <laughs> J- just quote Tenacious D and be done with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe in God. God. I believe in God. Do you believe in God? I believe in God. I believe in Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine's too whiny to be no, God. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't like him enough to really call him that. Yeah. I just was thinking of somebody who's really good. I was thinking about that concert. That was a good concert. That's the thing about Megadeth is that they know that you only want the damn hits. Well, and so they play them. That's what they play. And yeah. and and they know that you want to hear the way it sounds. Oh, exactly the same. Like yeah. don't no, don't mess don't with it. Don't dick around. Yeah. No, no no extra yeah. guitar solo. Don't, don't be a Zach Wild and throw a twenty minute guitar solo yes. where it does not belong. Yeah, I want to hear the the uh-huh. I want to hear the solo on Tornado of Souls just like it was on the album because that's what made me love it. Right. Which one is Tornado of Souls? I forget that one. Ooh, that's a real good one. Huh. You need to go back and listen. That's a yeah. Marty Friedman classic right there. Oh, so that's like Peace Sells era. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Rest, in Rest in Peace. Rest in Peace, yeah. Rest yeah, in yeah. Peace and um, uh, Countdown to Extinction and Euthanasia. Uh, I think I think Euthanasia was Marty's last album. I can't remember, though. Oh, no, your ad block has been updated. I mean, yay. <laughs> oh, wild. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, should we get into our trailers? Yeah, uh, mainly just because um, I, I I'm not a strong person, and I'm not like a fighter guy. Like I don't I don't know that I've ever get thrown, out of town. thrown a real. Yeah, I know. Can can you tell by my <laughs> by the lack of muscles on my physique? Um, but this kind of got me in the way that like Letter Kenny gets me, uh-huh. and like. I want to be a fist fighting man after watching that Roadhouse trailer. Sure. You know? Yeah, I don't like being hit. That, that's a pass for me. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I, not, no, I'm, I'm not a fighter. Oh, no, and then eventually you get hit when you fight. I will cry immediately. <laughs> yeah, just, but it makes you feel like you want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, I, I want to go defend a, a place. Now, I, I'll tell you, go look at uh, our local jujitsu uh, communities around here. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's about taking, you know, somebody who's unassuming yeah and making them a giant killer like that's that's a big part of the community and learning learning that so it's not a fist fighting guy but you know it's uh it's I, it's definitely intense i could be rough and tumble yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah, yeah. A, a big muscly guy that can punch you hard can't really uh defend against like arm bars and kamoras and rear naked chokes and exactly shit. Yeah. also that's what the tumbles for is so i can get the fuck out of there <laughs> you're like yeah. Bye. roll away <laughs> peace yeah. yeah my uh my go-to move uh is uh, just I'm gonna figure out how to get behind you and I'm gonna choke you out and I'm yeah. not I'm not fucking around with no. trying to out punch somebody. No, just put them to sleep. Be yeah. done. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna kick you in the kneecap <laughs> <laughs> and as you go down, I'm gonna take your throat. I'm gonna be like, hey man, can we just smoke? Yeah, I haven't been in a fight in over 20 years. Oh yeah, I was in third grade the last time I was in a fight. Oh, and I, I lost. Oh, I've been in a fight as an adult. It's not fun. I don't think I have. Adults can hit harder than third graders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last time my husband was in a fight was uh, almost a year ago. Oh, and, wow. And uh, 
Yeah, so it was actually after a nude art show had ended last year, and this guy was being an asshole and was putting hands on other people, putting hands on our group. One of our really good friends, Casey, he was pushing her around. Did he beat his ass? And um, he ended up headbutting him. So my husband had turned to to watch him. God, I love that move. And this dude was like, turn the fuck around. And he's like, I'm not comfortable turning my back to you, so no, I'm not going to. And so he threw a punch... And my husband grabbed him and then headbutt him, like came up and headbutt him. And the next thing you know, they're like, Going they're being separated. Yeah, yeah. And like security drug that one guy Ooh. away and was like, you're wow. cool. Like we saw it happen. Yeah. Like, okay. but yeah, like it was. A headbutt's yeah. a, good, yeah. a good move. You'll yeah. shatter someone's nose with yeah. a headbutt. Yeah, so you've got like little horns that are actually uh-huh. up here in your skull. And that's what you Y'all use. Y'all can see those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yours um, are a little bigger, but yeah, that's what you That's what you use when you headbutt somebody. Yep. Don't oh. use your forehead here. Use up, use here, up here. Because mm-hmm. it's actually thicker. And that's, yeah. Yep. Okay. And it hurt them way more than it hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will not do that. <laughs> if you're listen, it, what we mean is like if you're ever in a situation where someone's trying to attack you and you must oh, yeah. defend yourself, I will. Yeah, never, don't go start shit. I will never. Yeah. Head, oh yeah, I, I'm, well, actually, it's kind of the only way that I do. <laughs> but if someone if shit. someone was trying to hurt you, grab I, their grab their nuts or headbutt them. I would try oh, the nuts. I can do. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, if I try, I'm to not head, afraid. If I try to headbutt <laughs> somebody, I'm not going to end up hitting them here. I'm going to end up breaking my nose. Let's that's, fair. I'm gonna yeah. face, that's fair. I'm going to face You don't trust your head accuracy? Oh, I can't. Just aim. pretend it's a soccer ball. Did you play soccer ball? Did you play soccer ball? Did I? Soccer what the fuck? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, does not look like a sports ball I person. I'm just going to say. Like, my involvement in the sport was about as much as you're properly saying the name of that sport. <laughs> yeah. Did you excel in soccer ball when you played soccer ball? I played one season of lacrosse because that's what lacrosse. Uh, upper middle class white lacrosse ball? did in New Jersey in the 90s. Oh damn! But, okay. Lacrosse is a ball, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and a stick. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly do not remember. It's like up high hockey. You could, air, it's like air hockey. You in, could, but in the air. Yeah. <laughs> you could hand me a koosh ball and say this is a lacrosse ball, and I'd say yes, yes, <laughs> yes it is. Do they call it a ball? You know how like they always call shit different stuff. I'm 44 now. What? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, is it a ball or a puck? That's what I'm looking up right now. I think now. it's a ball. A lacrosse puck. No. That, no. that feels weird. A lacrosse ball. Lacrosse at all feels weird. Lacrosse does feel weird. Yeah, let's just, you know, just where's that from? Okay, apparently they are just lacrosse balls. Really? A lacrosse ball is the solid rubber ball that is used with a lacrosse stick to play the sport of lacrosse. Yeah. Get the okay. fuck out of here, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is a lacrosse ball called? A lacrosse ball. doesn't have a distinct name or a specific name. Well, that's it is simply referred to as a lacrosse ball. How Let's give it a name. Um, it needs a name. Lacrawl. No. Lacrawl? Oh, that sounds like, like that fizzy water. What is it called in badminton? Like a, a birdie? Or what do they call it? Madmen? The, the oh, sh- badminton? Badminton. Oh, okay. Badminton. Like the show with the dude? No. It might be a birdie. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah it's, it's a got, birdie. It's got the, the little the netty the, thing yeah. that's on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was a This was a duck. A duck, a lacrosse, lacrosse a duck. duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Make it's it make that sound. I, I would watch lacrosse if every time they threw it, it made that sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that sounds like great. a duck hit a window. Kind of. Well, a, I mean, when you're playing lacrosse, yeah, yeah. I mean, the impact of being yeah. caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow, that was a pissed off Donald. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you'd be pissed if people were just throwing you around all day. 
a little. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 So yeah. I just want to say before we get deep, deep into the new Roadhouse trailer, which looks good. Parts of it look good. But I'll tell you what doesn't look good. Conor McGregor playing himself. Uh, yeah. Conor McGregor uh, exactly. acting. Conor yeah. McGregor acting looks Awful. bad. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Uh, but he looks threatening. But I will say the thing that makes me the saddest is knowing that there shan't be a cameo by the legend Jeff Healy, Canadian blues guitarist Jeff Healy, who was in the original. Do you remember the blind guitarist in the original Roadhouse? I love that you think I've seen Roadhouse. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I actually have. Um, it's been many, it's, many years. Oh, yeah, forever. Because it's a dumb movie about bar fights. Well, Jeff Healy was, was famous outside was, of um, being in that Gyllenhaal, movie. Hall, I didn't care. Yeah. Jeff Healy was very famous outside of just is, being is in Is Jeff movie. Healy the guy from Wilco? No. no. Jeff Tweedy. Jeff no, Healy passed away in 2000. Healy's are the sneakers eight. with the wheels on them. <laughs> I think. I want those. Yes, those are. Uh, Eleanor has some something. of those. What? Eleanor has don't some. Break something. Oh, I will so break something. <laughs> Eleanor's and got some SpongeBob. Uh, there's some SpongeBob <laughs> Heelys you can slip on. Okay. Eleanor's got them. I'm yeah, sure they'll fit. Your seven year old daughter and I probably do wear the same, same size feet. shoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is almost a given. Hilton's legendarily tiny feet. Yeah. Like a geisha. <laughs> You're like Milton Burl, but opposite and with feet. <laughs> Did Milton Burl have big feet? No, he had a legendarily huge dong. Oh, well, that's not me at all. <laughs> So the Butterfuckers, uh, great yeah. band name. Yeah, such a good band name. Uh, here's the deal: Gyllenhaal made it look fun. No, Gyllenhaal looks great. Yeah, yeah. he's great, uh, and he's fucking ripped, ripped, ripped oh and my kicking yeah. ass. But seems like a pacifist, right? Like he's got his everything he said was like not like I'm gonna fight you, right? Well, and I can say so. That's kind you know, of how I mean, it was the original. Yeah, was it? It, oh. he was a reluctant fighter. He didn't. He's, you know, he's like, uh, it's a last resort, right. you know? Okay. You know, so we were heavily involved in the martial arts community uh, locally. Like, my kids have been in martial arts. My husband's in martial arts. Nice. Uh, we regularly go to Extreme Fight Night down at the casino. It's oh, ran cool. by, you know, Dale Apollo Cook. And, like, mm-hmm. we know, you know, all those people. Mr. Nix, who's the ref, is uh, one of my son's instructors. Oh, wow. And I can tell you that most of the fighters outside of the ring very much have that pacifist attitude. Like, yeah, they're yeah. like, they're like, unless I'm training or I'm actually like in the ring being paid, fight, yeah. like, I'm not looking for a fight. So that <laughs> so feels like that very much tracks. Have you seen any of those videos of like, um, there's been a couple of videos where like, uh, you know, an MM, MMA fighter's out and like, some guy just wants to, you know, test him and some shit. Mm-hmm. And you'll just see them just like sitting on top of them being like, come on, man. Are you, are you done? And they're barely they're exuding just any with effort. Them. And, and the other guys like struggling for their life. There was one where Matt Sarah uh, put a drunk guy down and was just sitting on top of him. And then I think it was either a security guard or one cop like by themselves came up and he's like, you know, he's like, all right, I'll grab him. And the, Matt Sarah's like, are you sure? sure. <laughs> if I let go of him, do you have him? He's like, because I have him right now. Right. Yeah. I'm like, do you just want to go ahead and like cuff him and then I can get him? Because yeah. like, right. <laughs> then he doesn't want to have to get him again. Right. Exactly. You know, if, if the cop happens to fumble this, you know. Well, and it also reminds me, uh, I studied martial arts as a kid um, and fell away because I wasn't immediately good at it. Um, and then. <laughs> thank you. Because it wasn't like sidekicks. <laughs> yeah. Right. But. Um, the one thing I remember was the whole philosophy of it was I was learning it so I would never have to use it. Right. So, and I mean that, that kind of tracks with anything that I've ever seen about people who are skilled in the art of 
violence, whatever yeah. it may be, is that it's 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 a not something you want to do because you have a a a good understanding of the damage it can do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So what's uh who's the what's this film's Ben Gazzara? Who's the Ben Gazzara? It looks like maybe Billy Magnuson. Yep. Are Billy. you just going down the old Roadhouse list of people and the new No, ones? I'm on the new cast. I was trying to figure out who's the equivalent of Ben Gazzara's character, who was like the guy that was trying to take the Roadhouse in the original. Oh, uh, she said Brant. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Billy... What's his name? Zane? Billy Magnuson. Billy Zane would be great for it. <laughs> no. Never trust a bald guy. Billy Magnuson. So they're going with a very much younger version of... And yeah, they're not calling him Brad Wesley. And I've got the wrong one. Oh, I forgot Sam Elliott was in the original. Yeah. Now we could get a cameo from him. That would be cool. Right? That would be really cool. Let's see if he's in the cast. Maybe it'll be a surprise. Roadhouse. It's what's for dinner. Fucking Conor McGregor. He's. Oh, yeah. He irritates me. He's such a douchebag. (laughs) He's such a douchebag. I kind of feel like it's good casting. He was a really good fighter, but he's a douchebag. He's just just playing himself. And I really, I don't know. I don't know. You, you I, I know guess I'm over him those... after his surge of popularity yeah. in okay. UFC. You know, I'm just and like, you know he can't play anything other than himself. No, yeah. it's not. It's not a dude with range. No, <laughs> range. What's range? <laughs> He's like that's how, that's how far away I can punch you from. Uh, I like that Arturo Castro's in this. He's funny. I don't know him. You don't know him? He's in uh, Broad City and uh, oh, I liked that show. Yeah, Broad City was rad. Oh well, it's cute. Mm. Did you ever watch Broad City? No. It's really worth a watch. Yeah, it's okay. really, really funny. It's on Hulu, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do it. Yeah. Add it to my watch list. You know what's coming to Hulu uh, real soon? You guys see the previews for the Shogun series? No. This looks interesting. I, uh, I, I honestly, now I regret that we didn't pull up the uh, the trailer. Like but sh- Shogun, like the Shogun era of Japan. Right, right. Uh, okay. So, so it's kind of like a historical fiction. I see. Okay. Um, and I could be for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I saw, I just saw a couple clips on TikTok and the the costumes, the sets, the whole look of it looks amazing that's what made me fall in love with ghost of sushima was the just the aesthetic like it was beautiful yeah like some of the places where you'd go and like you know get up somewhere high and i would just look around and Mm -hmm. like it was gorgeous that is such a great thing about did you play that game Mm -mm, no so good I, i i love getting to enjoy a beautiful vista yeah. In, in an open world video game, whether it's freaking Grand Theft Auto Five or Tears of the, the Kingdom, Kingdom. Or... Oh. yeah, give me all the Zelda games. Those, are, uh, those are that's that's where you I you haven't live. played that yet, right? Tears of the Kingdom, no Ghost of Tsushima, no, 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 no. I haven't touched the PS4. One of the things that I really liked was uh, that you're like the spot where you like save and restore your health. Yeah, you get into a hot spring. Ooh, <laughs> and you get I'm to see the, and you get to see the character's sweet butt. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I remember one day Becky was, Becky was in here uh, when I was playing it, and she was tight. like, "She was like, why do we have to see his butt?" <laughs> I'm like, "Why not? I'm mad. I can't see his dong." <laughs> huh. I just want to know what he's working with. All right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you were surprised by that, huh? I just, you know, I, you know, everybody's on, everybody's on the scale. What can you say? <laughs> you know, uh, Patrick Swayze. Gone too soon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. from this film are yeah. no longer with us. Half this yeah. cast is not with us anymore. And this there is, he is. Wilco. Oh, Jeff yeah. Healy. All right. That motherfucker, oh, he was good. Jeff Healy? Yeah. I don't know much about him. I, when, I was, when I was really learning to play guitar, I learned uh, 
most of my practicing was with uh, blues blues stuff um because i found this uh back in the lime wire days i found oh this uh, <laughs> i found this thing it was just like 200 plus um backing tracks so it was like basically a blues song with everything but l- vocals and lead guitar Okay. So basically, it was like something that you could jam with, and 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 it would tell you what key each one was in, um, and because of that, I started listening to a lot more blues because I, I started getting blues. into it. Yeah, I started really, really enjoying it. And uh, uh, at one point, I went down a little Jeff Healy rabbit hole, and that dude's he was good. He's good. Yeah. I, I have to say, I listen to quite a bit of blues, and some of my favorite artists are Buddy Guy, mm-hmm. Sun House, Stevie um, Ray. S- Stevie Ray, uh, eh, uh, I've got mixed emotions about him, um, but I do love me some Gary Moore. Um, yeah, I, I listen. To I will quite a say though, watching Stevie Ray Vaughan play guitar solo is a sight to behold. Like just from a purely like the talent that it takes to do what he's doing, it's yeah. it's insane. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I remember a, a really good friend of mine was renewing their vows. And uh, they they married Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but they asked me to play a song, and I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll play a song at your at your renewal, whatever." And she was like, "Can you play the Stevie Ray Vaughan song?" And I was like, "No, no. I cannot. No, nope. <laughs> no, I absolutely cannot. I am nowhere near that good." What they no. want? What they want? His little wing? No, I don't remember what the song was, but I was like, "I'm not capable of playing that." No, sorry. So like, that's a pass. I'd like yeah. to, but pass. Yeah, I'd love to be able to. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. If I if I could play that song, playing guitar would probably be my job. Yeah. Uh, if you're good enough to play that, you could you could, you could be, be a session musician for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to be a session musician. That'd be great, man. I mean, you know, don't, don't just come in and lay stuff down. Don't give up on Go your home, dreams. get paid. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Just come in, put in a bass line. That's what I'd really like to do. I'd like to do bass uh, sessions. If you were a session musician though, would you maybe not play music in your free time? Because you know, it's your job. Yeah, kind of like the fight. No, you still would because you always you're trying to expand your. Uh, oh, you got to re- skill set. Gotta, yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to rehearse essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you learn to play different songs to learn how to play different things that you didn't know how to do before. You know, by that philosophy, going back to uh, professional fighters, mm-hmm. we're lucky that professional fighters don't just walk around and beat up us little guys. Uh, yeah, just absolutely. for fun. That's just why they have rehearsal. sparring partners. Yeah. yeah, that's their rehearsal. But they could just like clock me. I gotta go to fight like, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm I'm down. You know? Bye, honey. I'll see you after fight rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta I go to be, fight practice. Wrestling would be fight rehearsal. Fight practice. Fight practice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, other than McGregor, I am down to watch this movie. I will give it a shot. I think only because I'm not a fight guy. Like, I don't know much about him. Like About so, Conor McGregor. Yeah. So when oh. he showed up, I was like, oh, this weird like, he's cartoon just, character he's of a human. A, just a douchebag. That's yeah. what he is. His, I mean, his, uh, his ring walk was very similar to Jim's uh, his uh, bug smug bed bug. The bed yeah, bug. Yeah. Swinging his arms around. Uh-huh. Well, there's a shot in the trailer where he's walking around. <laughs> he's he's a smug motherfucker. So dumb. It was really dumb. <laughs> it's like halfway between Jim's uh, bed bug walk and uh, the weekend at Bernie's. Okay. Yeah. Well, here in a minute, you can see, and he's got yeah. a shirt on all, like that All now. this, all this right this, here. The posturing, too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And see, you know, the whole reason why he has to go and do this now is because he he can't win in the ring anymore. Oh, is that what he, it is? He peaked, 
and won the title and then well then he, he got had, dropped and then he got dropped yeah. and then he's tried to come back a couple of times and every fight he's come back in since then um he's, he's lost. lost that yeah. shot right there of him in the jacket that felt like the most like conor mcgregor just beat that, himself. that's him that, that's that him. is absolutely what that was <laughs> who was it when he tried to come back Ner, oh god Ner made off uh, uh, yeah beat his ass mm-hmm. oh my god that was a brutal fight if i've ever uh, masvidal beat him too yeah masvidal beat him too yeah yeah he's just once he peaked he's not he he can't win no more Mm -hmm. yeah well which i mean with any kind of athleticism i mean that's gonna be a thing you know like you you know or hell we were you know we're we're gamers you know professional gamers deal with the same thing reaction times oh for sure the first time anderson silva got knocked out my head almost exploded because i didn't think it was possible yeah he was so good at that time yeah and he was so impossible to hit but (laughs) when it happened i was like like, (gasps) there's no way right doesn't last forever. You nope. Know? No. You know, even as comics, we won't be comedians forever as uh, performers. See, now that's a little different. Yeah. You can get a lot more life out of saying things out loud into a microphone than something that requ- that is uh, requires physicality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some like. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I you can do stand up from a wheelchair if you <laughs> well, have to. And and you know, dance. You know, you've got performers that are performing into their 60s or absolutely or beyond, all of our burlesque know? legends. Some of the classics, um, yeah. Especially when you go out to Behoff, they do a legends showcase out mm-hmm. there, and we have performers that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, nice. still getting up there, and you know dancing across the stage I love it's when an you'll amazing see like, thing yeah i love when you'll see like those videos of like um just like a really old couple just swing dancing like so fast mm-hmm. and hard and you're like oh my, my god, god how they're are gonna you, break something how, yeah, how are right? you yeah. able to do that i'm so impressed yeah I'm, I'm really impressed please stop before something ha- before we have to take you to the hospital yeah. <laughs> i would be really sad if this video ends <laughs> i do, don't want to hear a crack no you know? No, but also fucking high five, Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't do that now. But not too hard. They're old. Yeah, don't high five too far because <laughs> brittle bones. Yeah, I feel like my bones are more brittle than those people. Well, you know, uh, calcium buildup. Man, I yeah. need to drink more milk. More milk. More milk. More. Does about a good. More milk. I drank so much milk as a kid. There's no way that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I drink too much milk. Arguably, I, I don't. So we're gonna tangent for a minute. Um. Really, my mother drinks milk the way other people drink water. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, that's a lot of milk. That's a lot of milk. <laughs> and someone really got pulled in by big milk, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody okay. really fell for the '90s campaigns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here's the thing about it: when she's out of milk, it's like <laughs> a crisis. And I. I can't cope with that because my philosophy is if you're out of whatever you need, there's water. Right. Right? Like Just get it from the tap. Like, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I can't imagine that's good for you to drink that much, much milk. milk. That's a lot. Right? That's a like, lot. Is that like whole milk, skim milk? Whole oh. milk. Like, oh. we, we, <laughs> we are from the, the 1980s. Whole thing. The whole <laughs> goddamn thing. Yeah. Not 2%, not 1%, not skim, not almond, not... I'm out of ideas. Yikes. Just whole milk. Except for her coffee, half and half. Okay. Yeah. She's the one. If you're like, who is still buying whole milk in half and half? It's your mom. It's my mom. It's my mom. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) And I'm sorry for the listeners that had to deal with that. It does a body good. Uh, Yeah, she believes that shit. 
found girl's it. gonna go for me with a body like this. I don't know who that is. Hang oh, in there, Tom. I I'm you this. two years from now, because you're drinking milk and working out. Well, I'm not changing so far. But milk's at work inside you. Oh, yeah? And tomorrow the difference can show. All that protein for muscle and calcium for bones. But I'm still a skinny bench warmer. Hey, decided <laughs> not what I thought he, he doesn't convince you, Tom. Listen to your senior year girlfriend. Hi, Tom. Oh, hey. -o. I'm waiting. Milk. It I does a body good. propaganda. Hi, Tom. I'm <laughs> waiting. Tom's girlfriend. Oh man. Yeah, that's you know I I just also don't... Tom's girlfriend was like thirty. Right. Yeah, she was not a <laughs> high a school teenager. student. Here's Look at your senior year girlfriend, and by senior year I mean med school. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I just don't like when they shove it down my throat. A milk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say heteronormative relationships, but yeah, also milk. Also milk. Yeah, Jesus Christ, everything. I nailed that one take. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a fun one for me because once you identify that, like once you do the whole like, why can't we talk about drag queens, but we can talk about hooters, right? You know, and and then you just apply that to everything, and you realize just how weird we are. Absolutely, like the amount of like that we sexualize everything mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. terrifying. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really annoying. I, uh, especially now, you know, uh, with circumstances in our family, I, I see a lot of, um, you're all fucking, <laughs> I see a lot of, uh, I see a lot more of how, how gender norms are, um, they're just pushed. a social oh, construct. Yeah. That's all they are. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But, it, but how, how much they are involved with everything from childhood, like mm -hmm. everything is boys and girls, boys everything. and girls, and every, boy and and girl every, version. every stranger wants to know, like you have your teeny tiny little yeah. baby dressed in obviously gender neutral clothes are like, well, is it a boy or a girl? And it's like, that's really none of your damn business. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're like, it's but what child. is it? Like a yeah. human, it's a child. Yeah. <laughs> and at that age, really just a poop machine. Let's right? be honest. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a shit and booger factory. What yeah, do you want? Just, just, right. Just, substances out of the orifices that's all the children do they're like they'll let you know when it's important exactly yeah. exactly oh the screaming yeah it's yeah. a screaming shit machine yeah yeah you shouldn't even talk gender until you get to like six or seven yeah and then let maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. And, then let and that's only if the you know the child has questions like yeah yeah right yeah exactly yeah, I'm not, to be clear, I'm not actually giving parenting advice. Oh, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh, you know, I do. And have, even if you were. I do have one bit of parenting advice. Listen. Don't. Don't. That's well, it. too late. Too late yeah. for us. Yeah. Y'all yeah. <laughs> yeah. are practically we're, adults at this point. Yeah. We're grandfathered oh, in. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working fathered on it. in. Yeah, be careful. You're going to be grandfathered if you're not careful. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. So Conor McGregor and Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I do like the line where he's like, you shouldn't let someone get this close. And then he had butts him. Like yeah. that's yeah, that that was yeah. cool. That yeah, was if cool. it was delivered by someone with talent, it would have been better. I mean, oh, he, he, yes, <laughs> he knows how to headbutt, right? I'm sorry, with acting talent. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. specifically, gotcha. a specific talent. Yeah. Uh, I, listen, our next trailer, I gotta say, yeah, I am far more likely to watch this than I ever would be the original series. I and it, I don't. I that that makes me want to leave. Hey, fair enough. There's just something about Avatar: that, The Last Airbender. Yeah, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why? Because there's something about the animation style and some of the voice stylings. 
this is some kind of anti-anime crap, yeah. isn't it? And it's not, I'm not anti-anime. I'm not telling so. people not to like it. I'm just saying that I can't get into it. I think you should give it a fair shot. I, 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 I will. I will. I will say because we, we watch a lot of nerd stuff at the house, and so when we were watching, when we first started watching Star Wars Rebels, I was very turned off by the animation, mm-hmm. and then the story sucked me in, and the animation yep. no longer mattered. And I can tell you that Avatar has an amazing story, I an just, absolutely amazing story. I just had a core memory unlocked, and I think I might know why I don't like anime so much. I used to have a roommate. Uh, at one point, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with four dudes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Things were rough. Uh, <laughs> one of them, his name was David. David watched Dragon Ball Z all the oh, fucking time. All the screaming. Time. All the screaming. Dragon and, Ball and Z. Where nothing happens. Dragon yeah. Ball yeah. Z sucks shit. Agreed. It's fucking garbage. There are whole episodes where all you hear is guttural noises. Yeah. For fucking 30 minutes. I can't handle that shit. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball had a... I'm, I'm not going to get this 100% right. Oh, I fucking hated it so But there much. was some kind of like directive where they needed to stretch it out. They needed more episodes. So a fight that could be done in one episode would take like five episodes. Yeah. That shit was maddening. Yeah. We only had the one TV. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much good anime out there, though. And, like, Dragon Ball Z does not qualify as good anime. Well, that's like, the thing. Is I've tried so a lot of anime. others, but I think my I think that, that that one soured me to the point where I'm like, it's too close. <laughs> it's too close to Dragon Ball Z. I don't like it. <laughs> I never liked. Um, what the, was the other one that when, when we were kids? Speed, Speed Racer. Go that was one. Go Speed Racer. Yeah. Go Speed like that Racer. Was, that was like some of my friends really liked that one. And I was like, I That's don't, an I don't old like one. this. It was very cheesy. I don't like this. Yeah, but like the original Speed Racer came out in like the late 60s. Yeah. Like, oh, it's old. Like it's old. Like it's a, like yeah. original American introduction to Japanese animation. Mm. Um, so out of the gate, I didn't like it. So what you were watching were also 20-year-old reruns. Sure, probably, yeah. I guess. 30 it was whatever reruns. was playing like in between like uh, Heathcliff and, and whatever yeah. else was on back then. Cheap syndicated television. Yep. Heathcliff had a good intro song. Did it? You know how I know? Because we covered it in the Butterfucos. <laughs> the Butterfuckers? Yeah. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrorize his neighborhood. Oh, wow. It's yeah. It's basically yeah, okay. a pop punk song. Yeah. It's like a Ramon song. <laughs> Man, Heathcliff um, is not as cool as Garfield. Uh, f- <clears throat> oh, I, I, I see it. I see the fight coming. Here we go. Heathcliff is not supposed to be as good as Garfield. Heathcliff is supposed to be different. Heathcliff... Like a Hydrox to an Oreo. Heathcliff is energetic. Heathcliff doesn't give a fuck about lasagna. (laughs) Heathcliff fucking hates Italian food. (laughs) No, Heathcliff... uh, He kind of sucks. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a like a, Gar- a Garfield uh, alternate, but like I feel like it's apples and oranges, right? The, the only similarity being they're, they're both a cat. orange. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cats. They're both orange cats. Yeah, which not a common cat either. No, That's really, cool. orange calico cats are those common? Uh, oh, yes. I feel like I don't see those. A I'm lot. a dog person. I don't know. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm a dog person too, but I see those fuckers all the time. Okay, all right. We used to have one. His name was Hyde. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Glad, glad he died before all this shit went down. Well, I... Well, well, I guess his name was Hyde, tongue. not I, Masterson. That'd be different. That is true. Yeah. Hyde that has not been charged with shit, except being a little too stoned for the room. Yeah. Masterson's going to get charged with more now. Is he? Mm. Probably, yeah. There's more people coming forward now. Good. Yeah, Good. fuck that piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, and the church that tried to cover it up. Was Scientology? Shocker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's mm-hmm. Shelly, David? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say she's in... Uh, uh, fuck. I forget what it's called. Butterfuckers? Mm-hmm. There's been a new thing where they, they say she's at, at some place. Here's my thing. If she's not dead, she's being held prisoner. Where was um? Where did Coulson say that he was? Who? Tahiti. Coulson? AJ Coulson in the MCU. Oh. <laughs> After he, uh, he died... Oh yeah, yeah, and he yeah, came yeah. back on Agent of Shield, and he, and they said like, where were you? And he would say Tahiti. Tahiti. Yeah. Tahiti. So she, Shelly's in Tahiti. Yeah, not at the gold base or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, I have questions about the last Airbender. Um, watch it. Ang. Yes. Right. That's Aang. the okay. Aang. Not Ong. <laughs> right. That, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. From, from, that was from the Shyamalan movie, right? Yeah. Called him Ong. Yeah. Are you that, fucking kidding? I got, you, I got literally three minutes into that movie, and my kids and I were also pissed, and we shut it off, and we've not watched it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. All I've heard is it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, my question is the 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 arrow markings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are those like the birthmarks tat- or tattoos? Okay. Yeah. They okay. That's because it looked like tattoos. Yeah. So those are uh, I what can... you get as a master airbender. Okay. So. I, Aang is a child, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 10, I think? 12. 12, okay. Who's yeah. sanctioning ch- t- child tattoos? Uh, the this? Airbender monks. That's not cool, man. R- well, That's really, not cool, man. Not only that, but on the head and hands. Listen, right? Most tattoo artists won't do if that's your first tattoo. Oh, your hand hand tattoos are going to fade real hard. But it goes yeah. like it's like the arrow starts on his forehead and like goes all the way down his back, and then it, like it wraps all around and comes all down his arms and mm-hmm. downs his legs. And oh yeah, yeah, that's that, a yeah. lot of trauma for a child. You know? Yeah. Also, you can't get into heaven now. So. <laughs> Well, Airbender Heaven's <laughs> different from regular heaven. Oh, yeah. tight, tight, yeah. tight, yeah. tight, tight. There, tight, there's tight. Airbender Heaven. There's regular heaven. There's all dogs go. Which to heaven. heaven can I get into? You can't. No. None of them. Nope. 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 Just strictly, strictly hellfire for you, buddy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of our friends will be there. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah I know. It'll be. Uh, I'll be in good company. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, it's a weird. It's a weird show. It's a weird show. There's Conor McGregor Heaven. It's uh, I, yeah, I we're kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, More, always, always. Yeah. I, I want, I want you. Okay, so to want me? No, <laughs> the <laughs> the visuals in this air, the Avatar, the live action one. Yes, really had me. Yeah, yeah, yes. they um, look so good. Which the landscapes uh-huh. were really fucking cool. Um. The, the, the effects look good. The fire bending looked amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of water bending that looked great too. Um, uh, the, the earth bending uh, we saw. Uh, and we, we saw, saw King Boomy. Yep. Which did and not expect that. All yeah, of yeah. that made me very interested in this. So I'm definitely going to be giving this a shot. And Do we know how many episodes? Uh, no, and pull it up. Because it's like this the, the animated is like three seasons and like twenty something episodes per. God season it's a oh, lot really? it's not i thought there were more seasons though Mm-mm, no uh, it's just, it's done in three, three but okay. there are like what 20 to 25 episodes per yeah per season 10 episodes okay that's concerning that's uh, a lot of story to tell i wonder if they're going to tell like oh you know from, they're going to shoot for multiple seasons end, yeah. like yeah but it's also netflix 
So and they tend to cancel maybe they shit. Won't go for multiple seasons. It may not. Um, I'm still. Did you watch the dark, uh, the Dark Tower, uh, Age of Resistance? Uh, I did not. It's so good, and they completely canceled it after this one season. Uh, which one? Uh, dark Tower, Age of Resistance. Oh. So good. There's only like six or seven episodes, but. Netflix seems to do that. Like if they have something that's good, mm-hmm. yeah. like they're like a season, they're like, oh, sorry, folks. And it can be total shit. They're like, this is our eighth season. And I'm like, why are you still making this? Yeah. yeah. They made House of Cards after Kevin Spacey came out as a terrible person. They continued making that show, but they couldn't make a second season. I think he was outed more than he like came out and was like, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm shitty. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I brought you all together today for this press conference um, to say, hey, I am awful. Yep. Uh, I would do that. Would you really? No, no you wouldn't. No. no, I wouldn't. You fucking liar. Yep. I am a liar. <laughs> press conference liar. liar. Uh, I'm sorry to the, I just want to say I'm sorry to the coaches and to my teammates mm-hmm. and to everybody I let down. <laughs> Man, every time we've touched on sports, um, my mind immediately goes to Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four episodes left. Oh, man. And you're I'm, nearing the end. I'm not going to be okay. You're not ready for it to end, huh? You're, you're going to break, aren't you? I, I Yeah, I'm going to break. Did you watch it? I've watched some yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah. I. It's a good show. Uh, Roy Kent learned how to ride a bike. Why the fuck was that so amazing? That's one of the things about it is like, I feel like some of the things that happen in that show, if it happened on a different show with different actors in different circumstances, I would find it incredibly cheesy and I would hate it. Yeah. But somehow the formula with which they put that shit together, it's so fucking wholesome and and feels good and you are just rooting for everyone. It's so Mm -hmm. interesting how they did it. Yeah. Shockingly good. Yeah. Man. But yeah, uh, Airbender looks amazing. Uh, Cast really looks does. so good. Agreed. Uh, I'm so excited. Hopefully this will be something that, you know, if it is that good and, and, and you know, it takes Can off, they'll, they'll sort of be forced to keep going, you know? So hopefully it won't be like a, a cliffhanger season one and then done type of situation. Yukari? Was that who you were talking about? Yeah. That's okay. who I was talking about earlier. She was the uh, assassin with the Ashirshu beast. Okay. And then Azula, was that? That was uh, the sister. Zuko's sister. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her. I think. Did we see her in the trailer? Uh, Don't know if we saw her. So who I thought was Azula, I'm pretty sure was who you're calling Yukari. Yeah. So I think that I'm just not remembering that right. They got Daniel Day Kim in here. I'm so excited to see his Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, Also, got to take a minute and talk about the fact that we have a fully realized and looks absolutely amazing Appa. That blew my mind yeah i mean Um, that's i mean look at that that's amazing looking yeah it's there there's a lot of love uh clearly happening here Mm -hmm. a lot of respect to the source material a lot of interest in doing it right and we lost the original creators yeah uh they were they they stepped away from the project early on so to have this still looking as good as it does and to be done as well as it is is i think it's real testament is cora yeah. a big character uh, in the sequel series series yeah oh, so okay, cora yeah. is the avatar in the sequel series i see um That's i know i only know later. that character because she is voiced by janet varney who oh. is uh, uh improviser and comedian and podcaster in relation oh. to jim varney 
Solid question. Mm-hmm. What I find, I have you watched Cora? Uh huh. Yeah. I have not watched Cora yet. It's so good. That takes place quite a bit later, like to the point of where it's it's essentially modern times. So there's it's she is the very no next, relation. No relation. Okay. Oh, well. So she is the very next avatar after Aang. So okay. we have Aang's death, and during his time as Avatar, as he you know grows up and becomes older and becomes a parent and all of that, you see almost like they have their own industrial revolution, and you see Ooh. lots of things that happen very, very quickly in terms of how they see the world in this new city that's called Republic City that sits like on the border of like Earth Kingdom and Fire Kingdom. And then you see her story of how she's the Avatar and their new threats. You know, they don't have yeah. the war with the Fire Nation anymore, but you know, mm-hmm. there's always war, there's always a bad person. And and again, it explores a lot of the same themes that we see in the original Avatar. So it's uh it's very well done. Highly recommend. All right. Very cool. And that's four seasons, I believe. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Uh, that one I know had some production issues. It got moved around on Nickelodeon a lot. And I think because of that, maybe one of the seasons is a little bit shorter than mm-hmm. the others. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, I think it's the second to last season okay. is a little bit shorter. And then the last season, just because they had to tie up some loose ends, ended up being a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. Awesome. Also, uh, I saw a really cool Oni mask in there. I fucking love those. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And it's a blue spirit that was... Oh yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. That, um, yeah, Zuko when he when mm-hmm. he dons that mask. The one oh, of the really Kiyoshi. fun one of the really fun things in Ghost of Tsushima is you can gather uh, you can get a bunch of different uh, oni masks. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> oh man, so um, excited! I, you know, I'm gonna bring it back real quick just to talk about how glad I am to hear that you also love the Marvels. I love the Marvels. So we. Like as a family, we sat down and we had watched Miss um, Marvel okay. and really, really loved how that series was. We, yeah. we loved seeing, you know, having a little girl like she loves seeing somebody who's akin to her age, getting superpowers mm-hmm. and being a superhero. Like it's very girl power. And then we went and we saw the Marvels in theaters. And I have to say, definitely watching Miss Marvel beforehand gave us enough of the backstory so you know you weren't kind of lost if you hadn't seen the series i can see how it'd be a little strange but it's really kamala's movie yeah it for sure and yeah it was so great and i just i also have to say is the people who dislike it are people who are pissed that it's not a uh, white cis man uh you know uh leading a movie it's the fact that it's three women and two of them are people of color and yeah yeah i was gonna say the the people that are mad are the people you would expect to be mad exactly but it was a phenomenal movie like surprisingly good good. and and not you know we can nitpick there's definitely a few things about uh act two there's a when they when they leave uh one of the um um the planet where her where the prince lives. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They just where they do all the singing them. and stuff like that. That was a little strange, but I was like, okay. They end up leaving. And it's just like, so did y'all just leave them to get slaughtered? You know? Yeah. So, but yeah. but so the few few creative <laughs> decisions that I didn't love, but honestly, it did not deserve the hate. No, it did not deserve the hate. And I've really loved there at the end of the film um, when you were in the alternate universe, and oh, yeah. we got to see Rambo's mom as binary. So that means mm-hmm. that just tells you. Who won that race from the Marvel movie? You mm-hmm. know, it it wasn't, um, you know, it was Rambo who won it. And so it's a whole other, I'm excited to see if they do something with that. Man, yeah. uh, and hearing it, just the last name threw me off for a second because my brain was like, thought, wait, Rambo? Yeah. 
<laughs> See, a lot of yeah. people don't remember in the first Captain Monica Marvel uh, yeah. that Monica's mom, because Mon- in Captain Marvel, Monica was only five years old. Yeah. And a lot of people don't remember that her mom was played by Sylvester Stallone. No, her mom <laughs> fucked John Rambo. Oh, that's what it there is. There you my go. Bad. Yeah. And took his last name. <laughs> and of course, uh, you, you can't even have uh, Stallone as Rambo in the MCU because Stallone is in the MCU. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh, that's right. That's right. God, that fucking guy's everywhere. Yeah, well, you know, he's one yeah. of the biggest actors Very of our Rambo. time. Yeah, I'm so excited. I really hope they do something with this binary character since they introduced her. Like, I'm hoping we see her in a, you know, a multiverse type story. Well, and she's done great. I'm trying to find the the actress's name here. Um, I thought I would say who she's played by, but never mind. I will keep looking. Just look up Monica Rambo actress. Thanks, Google. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. Looking flying in that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, she has done so good. Uh, they, they keep bringing her back. Yeah. She was in Multiverse of Madness. She was in uh, the Marvels. And of course, uh, you know, she was in Captain uh, Captain Marvel. To have someone have that much screen time for what was essentially uh, a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. A secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. Um, and I, I, not everybody that hated the Marvels is a bigot. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> most. Many. Maybe many, most. Many. Many, maybe most. Not all. There is also superhero fatigue. There is also Agreed. the fact that to really get the most out of this film, you had to effectively watch a movie and two TV show series. Yep. You know? there, but to be fair, it did seem like, at least from my perspective, it seemed like there was a lot of that hate. Oh, yeah. Before it even fucking came out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, They're like, oh, great. This is going to be just a, a stupid girl movie. Like, I feel like, like I heard a lot of like, this is the worst Marvel movie to have come out before it even came out. And yeah. it's like, first of all, they just there's like no the way idea. it's the worst. worst. Yeah. Thor, there's no fucking way. Thor the Dark World exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania exists. exists. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst to you? Oh, that, I was bored. Mm. I should not be this. There is nothing in this world that is as geared toward Hilton as the MCU. Yeah, I mean, the entire fucking thing. Monica Rambeau, first off, one of my absolute favorite Marvel characters for about 15 years now, ever since Warren Ellis, who is a shitty human being, but writes some damn good stories, put her in Next Wave Agents of Hate, which is a really great comic book, by the way. Ten ten issues. Noted. Quick read. Um, I love these characters, and 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 as much as you can complain about the fatigue, about the interconnectedness of the MCU, the fact that they got this actress in three different projects is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah, and I get that they're not all Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, and those guys are amazing, and they just absolutely light up the screen, and I love them. But come on, man, right. there's more than that. There's mm. more than that. I can tell you the. The Marvel film that really upset me, it was the one that Sam Raimi directed. It was the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. And the reason why is that there was such a disconnect in the Scarlet Witch character. Like we Mm. had just got done watching Wanda and Vision Mm -hmm. or Vision and Wanda, whatever it was. And, you know, you can see how her her pain and then the introduction of the spell book, you know, is starting to impact her. And then you have multiverse of madness come out directed by sam raimi and i love sam raimi but it was just a sam raimi movie like it didn't feel like a marvel movie and then you see you don't there was no 
she her her heel turn happened too quick. Exactly. It's yeah. like there should have either been another series or at least half the movie showing how you have this degradation of her character due mm-hmm. to her pain and right. you know and and there was none of that and my daughter came out of that movie in absolute tears because she hated what happened to Scarlet Witch. And mm-hmm. when you go back and you ask the people who wrote Multiverse of Madness, did you did you watch any of the previous movies? Did you watch the, the series? Did yeah. you watch WandaVision? And they're like, no. And it's like, well, clearly you didn't because you turned her, you turned a grieving mother into a villain. Yeah. And as a mom, I also have a really hard time that a grieving mom is a villain. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. Whole I, have, lot I, have, I have a whole lot of issues. A whole lot happens between grieving mom and villain. Yeah. That you're just leaving out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, and I mean, you know, moms have plenty of challenges on their own. Like, why so much milk? Why the Why milk? the milk? Why the milk? Why so much milk? I just I can't that can't be good for digestion. No. Like, like I'm just I'm glad we have separate bathrooms. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> milk money was a phrase that was so commonplace that mm-hmm. it was a, a movie was named after yeah. it. Yeah. A fine film with uh uh Oklahoma's own Ed Harris. Edward Harris. Edward James Harris. I Melanie Griffith. Name. Me- Melanie Griffith and like half a dozen children. And a bunch yeah. of kids. A bunch of kids who hopefully drank their milk. milk. Yeah. Main kid was a gentleman, though. He didn't look at her boobs. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. He, he turned and looked away because <laughs> yeah. he was a little gentleman. That's all right. He's got <laughs> he's got a whole life ahead of him. He's drinking his milk. He'll see plenty of boobs. Yep, that's it, true. Should he want? If if yeah, if, if he so see. desires. Yeah, if he yeah. so. Yeah. But most people desire to see boobs. They're fantastic. Boobs are good. That's see, I like right? boobs. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. like boobs? We discussed I mean, that. Nobody, like nobody. Like right. there's a good segment of people who don't like penises for good reason. Well, no, I, mean, I mean, is it that good a reason? Yes, Hilton. It is. You don't un- look. You're coming from a perspective of one of the few who does enjoy a penis. One of the aesthetically. few. We are legion, <laughs> sir. We are. We are. I'm not saying enjoy. We what are more it than the population do. of okay. yeah. Yeah. That's different. I, I definitely enjoy what a good dick can do, but I don't want to look at it. It's Thank not. You. That's pretty. what I'm saying. It's Agreed. not aesthetically Agreed. pretty. Okay, like, that's my. That's been yep. my argument the whole time. What do yep. you mean you just now agree? No, I no. Well, I thought you were. It just, just needed to be phrased differently. I thought that the utilitarianism <laughs> of it. You were. No, I was always saying it looks fucked up. Here's the deal. I think I literally used those words that no one wants to look at a dick. <laughs> I kind of do sometimes. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what they're working with. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Did you want to look at the the the, the, the dong of Tsushima? <laughs> yeah, but that was for funsies. That was that's, for jokes. That's more curiosity. That's not like I yeah, need to see. Yeah, I just want to see a video game rendered dog. Well, no one needs to see a dick. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, yeah. No. No. In fact, that's why a good portion of sex is with the lights out. Uh, yeah. Hey-o. But but we we every group of people, cis white men, gay men, straight women, gay women. Everybody enjoys boobs. Yeah. yeah. And it's because that's where the life came from. The fucking milk. milk. Back to the milk. It all comes around. What's the dick making? Fucking grape juice? Dick milk. <laughs> Literally half it of the It makes the first milk, the creamy milk that goes and makes the baby that needs the but milk. But it doesn't sustain. It doesn't yeah. sustain life. It launches. <laughs> it launches. It launches life. It launches out of the dick. Huh. Listen, let's not oversell what the dick does, okay? It's... At most. Here's the deal. Sometimes the dick is the only useful part on a dude. 
Right, but I'm Agreed. saying I'm saying Agreed. in the grand scheme of, of sometimes of, sometimes there's not sometimes even anything, nothing, nothing at all. But mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of human creation, its role is very small. Well, that depends on the guy. The penis is small. what I'm. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The role of the penis, penis. Is not the penis itself is small. The person can play a bigger role by be, being I a mean, good it's, father. It's, I mean, it's, it's got a good sixty seconds in it, and then after that, it's you know nine months in utero, See? and then oh, it's yeah. you know that's milk true. from that's the true. breast. That's like, what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's just right. a s- small. Yeah. In yeah, in the grand scheme just of things, the, the dick just is. The <laughs> Uh, anyway, what we're what we're basically saying is that the dick is gross and useless. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, for that sixty seconds, but it's spooky looking, That's, right? It, it's I mean like a like a cyclopsian worm. It is a mm-hmm. thing where you're like, wow, why did it? Wow, here's a deal. Why did it? Why does do, it do that? Why? Have why you, that? Have yeah. you seen the popcorn buckets for Dune Two? Oh no. my God! Pull okay, up the picture. I need to see this. This is the fucking. They, they got to know people are gonna fuck this thing. They have to know. O M G. Uh huh. All the perverts are gonna be buying this popcorn bucket. All the nasty perverts, all, all the, the nasty, nasty perverts, perverts, all the nasty perverts, all the nasty perverts. If you like it, then you should have put a dune on it. If you like it, then you should have put your dick in it. Yeah. That's yeah, gross. That's, uh, that's a total fleshlight. Yeah. yeah. That is a total fleshlight. Yeah, but it's like Usually a- the wiener goes in the bottom part of the bucket for the fun game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a dick in a box joke. It's my dick in a box. Wow. Um, yeah. Who designed this shit? A pervert, uh, yeah, uh, clearly. Well, <laughs> a twelve-year-old. Well, originally Frank Herbert, but then no, the pop, the, bucket. the pop, yeah, specifically the popcorn. Who decided bucket. to put to be like, hey, well, we're gonna do this? Also, the, um, this is making your popcorn eating more challenging, and that's. Why? I'm not down with that. Why? Why? Why, Why do you want to make it harder to get the popcorn out of the bucket? You're not going to be able to get your giant handfuls that you want. No. You can't just get a big handful and You're going to have all those little, all those little teeth. They're going to be... These they're going to knock all the popcorn out of your f- mitts. Ten bucks says these are super, super soft. Sure, like, but also... You could just go in and out, no problem. But, you're, but the circumference... Which is also, I'm going to point out for all the fellas who want to fuck this bucket... You're it's not, not going to work. You're not, not. going to get any. No, it's not going to work. They're the, going to try. What's them. the word I'm looking for? Like grip, grip. There's no, no grip. grip. Yeah. But what it is though is it's made the entrance of the popcorn bucket small enough to where your hand can't go in at a full fist, right? You, you're like, not going to no. be able to pull your your hand back out. No, unless, I feel like you think you think they're going to be. It's like silicone, right? You think? I, I think they're like silicone, and I think the the circle itself is bigger than fist. You can fist this popcorn bucket. But what I'm saying is, is even if you can pull your full fist out, it's going to knock a lot of popcorn yeah, out of there's your... There's a potential to lose popcorn, potential, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that, would you say silicone? Like yeah. that, that I, I think they will be ta- uh, moving, moving enough. Yeah. Fuck me. That uh, you will not get... Why are you defending this? <laughs> I'm not defending it. Uh, it's a terrible idea. It really is. It really is a dumb idea. It's so, and I bet it's fucking thirty dollars. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. An easy, I'm sure, an easy thirty dollars. Oh man, this uh, is for Dune Two. Dune Two. Yeah, yeah. Coming to theaters in like a month. Uh, Dune Two. This time the worm eats you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has your popcorn. Please don't put and, your dick in. and your wiener. Yeah, please don't jizz on your popcorn. Oh God. <laughs>
I gotta say, it's salty enough. I feel like <laughs> if there's extra butter, if there's any listeners who are very just phallic oriented, <laughs> this is the episode for them. this. Is the popcorn <laughs> bucket is, for you? Yes. <laughs> well, no, I just think we have talked about dongs more this episode. Well, it's just been the last few minutes. The first the half of the episode was pretty dong free. Two hundred ninety six <laughs> episodes. <laughs> it's, it's 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 dongs like a holes. Wait, nope, 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 no, 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 no. So Dune two. Sometimes dongs like a holes. Did you watch the first one? The the new Dune? No, 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 no. It looked very sandy. I kind of want to. I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Star Wars reference for those who didn't catch that. I don't know. I, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Nobody wants sandy orifices. <laughs> sandy orifices was my porn name. I never got booked. I wonder why. Like he's a little rough, rough around the edges. Nobody said that about me. That's true. That's true. Hilton, here's the deal about Avatar. I want you to do jujitsu now. I do too. Uh, I I can I can tell you where to go, sir. Absolutely. Uh, there's th- there's one literally right outside my apartment complex. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Gracie Gracie Jujitsu ninety four. Ah. Hi- highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. Gracie family over the Machado family. Yeah. yeah. The Gracie is like the name in jujitsu. Yeah. They, yeah. The Gracie family invented a lot of the submission moves mm-hmm. that are done today. Mm-hmm. They're like the Rodney Mullen of uh, MMA. Have you ever seen the early UFC fight with Gracie and he came in and like his jiu-jitsu his gi? Gi? Yeah. 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 And people are like, why the fuck's he wearing a gi? And it's like, do you not know? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is... Ah, Rodney was- Mullen, American skateboarder. Yeah. yeah. Look up, do while you're while you have that in your hand, look up all the tricks that he invented. This list will blow your fucking mind. The list of, tr- of skateboard tricks that Rodney Mullen invented, it's... Almost all of them. Like, it's insane. Like, almost every flatland flip trick, most of them he invented. Kick flip, heel flip, 360 flip. Just from the wiki, front side and back side 180, 50-50 saran wrap, varial heel flip, 50-50 sidewinders, 360 flip, 360 pressure flip, 540 back flip, 540 shove it, Casper 360. It's literally everything everything. I can do in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which clearly should be called Rodney Mullen Pro Skater. Yeah, clearly. Yep. Yep, it blows my mind that that Tony Hawk is so much more well known than Rodney Mullen when Rodney Mullen created so sponsorship. Man, that's what it came down to. 100 percent. Tony Hawk was the one that had all the sponsors. He was the one had had, money. His dad had money. He had his own skateboard company. Then he Rodney's parents had money though, but not like that. They weren't Mm -hmm. as involved. No. Yeah. Tony's dad was involved. Yeah, and that he was able to kick off mm. all of his merchandise. He had all of his sponsorships from when he was pro skating. That's how he ended up with a fucking video game. Well, and it's not like he wasn't that good, but he was also mostly only good at vert skating. Right. You know, Tony Hawk's not known uh, for, for street, street skating, skating yeah. at all. Or Flatland. Yeah. But I love watching Flatland, man. Flip, flipping around, jumping on that shit, flipping around with your feet. Flatland? <laughs> Yeah, look up, uh, pull up like a, on here, pull up like a Rodney Mullen Flatland and uh, see what pulls up. Because it's impressive to watch him just. Just go at it. Yeah, I can barely stand on a fucking skateboard. Is your computer going slow? 
old school. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, it is going Come slow. On, play. What is going on here? It's okay. That computer. Well, I mean, there's only that. you know a million tabs open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. I mean, just like my brain. Oh man, that's sure true. So occasionally, it? does it just like fizz out, and then you have like random music playing? You know, because you have so many tabs open in your brain. Because that's what happens to me. It's like the old school computers when they would freeze up. And I'm like, where's that music coming from? How come I can't keep track of anything? I'm sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? No. There's a new Lego movie coming out, but it's not a Lego movie. It's a biopic about Farrell Williams told through Lego. Why? Because he wanted to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm confused. I'm confused by all of this. It's a weird thing. Um, I saw it on the Lego subreddit, and they just had an ad, and it was coming out in October, and it was like a Lego brick, and then a Lego guy who was, I guess, supposed to be Farrell? Uh, Farrell? Farrell. Farrell, thank you. I think, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, you know, this dude's not in my wheelhouse at all. Um, but the new movie, Piece by Piece, um, directed by uh, Oscar winner Morgan Neville, uh, it's coming out October 11th. Uh, so the 13-time Grammy winner and double, double Oscar nominee posted about on social media saying, who would have thought that playing with Legos as a kid would evolve into a movie about my life? No one, Pharrell. Nobody. No one would have thought that. Nobody. I, I, you didn't think that. It's proof that anyone else can do it too, is what he said. And then hashtag piece by piece. Um, here's the deal. I'm not against this. But I don't see Lego as a really powerful storytelling format. No. No. In that I got through one Lego movie and half of a Lego Batman movie before I was like, you know. No, not my thing. Not my not thing. Not my thing. Unless he's just really passionate about Legos. If this is a passion project for him, like, okay, bravo. Like, good for you. But, like. Sure. I don't. I don't. I agree. I do not see this as being a great vehicle to tell your story. Yeah, I don't get why. Like. Yeah. It seems like maybe he really, really liked playing with Legos. So well, maybe. I like playing with Legos too, but can you imagine if I tried to do anything like a documentary about Legos? His life, but as Legos? I'm yeah. looking at it as a perspective of, well, for me, oh, I don't love at. looking at my face on camera, so I could see being like, animate me or turn me into, tell my story through... Well, I think Other like, art form. Well, well he's I, much I, better looking than you. I know yeah. that, motherfucker. <laughs> but I think even like a like a more traditional animation would be a, a better vehicle for this story versus Lego. Or like, the Lego just seems so strange. Or a non-traditional animation. Go go right. go fucking Spider-Verse. Right. Uh, slash uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mutant Mayhem. Did you guys see that one? No. I've watched most of it. It's got moments. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's so much you can do with animation right now. This seems a weird choice. Agreed. But I, I don't understand. But it also did make it as topic number three on the show. So I guess that says something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you right here. Helen. Oh, oh, you ready? Oh, is this some flat landing? Yeah, yeah. This is the. All right. Oh, flat landing really means like skating on a flat land. Yeah. So for the for the listener, the the opening trick was Rodney Mulling doing a one handed handstand on the skateboard, then doing basically like a double kickflip with his hand and landing on his feet on the skateboard on its side. 
superhuman. That's yeah. unfucking it's real. Unreal. What yeah. this guy can do. Also, this is a really old AFI song before they got all gothic. Like that? That's so wild. You break your face off. Look at this. What? Yeah. Now, I want to know the thought process that goes into... I want to try this thing. Let me see if I can do this without killing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, so many of these tricks that he does are just unbelievable. They're so incredibly complex. Like, I would 100% like fall and bust my face. Oh, yeah. 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 We've, we've decided I can't even wear shoes with wheels. <laughs> he was definitely <laughs> the first one that was like, you know what? I think I can do tricks on the other side of the skateboard, too. Yeah. yeah. The flat side with no wheels. Yeah. 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 He's uh, so just just two pieces of something hard scraping on each uh, other. In my okay. opinion, Rodney Mullins, the goat, the goat. Yep, I He's would agree. Skateboard goat. Yeah, skateboarding goat. Yep. Anywho, you know what'd be cool to see? What skateboarding goat? That Ooh. would be pretty tight. We've seen like a bulldog that likes to skateboard, and that's, that's really cool. yep, really cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> skateboarding goat would be badass. <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> that was so good. Right. <laughs> That, that was also the best impersonation I've ever done. <laughs> Probably <Nice>. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I could remember the one that you pulled out that was so good and then could not be recreated. Oh, that I was. Don't I don't remember either. But you remember it happening. I remember it happening. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't either. What happens when you sit here for how many episodes? Two hundred ninety-seven weeks. Yikes. Are we there? Yeah. Should we pick it and plug it? Let's fucking pick it Let's and plug it. Pick it and plug I it. I feel like we've talked about dongs for half an episode. <laughs> so, so I'm surprised that you were the first one to have fatigue of dong talk. Yeah. Well, I've had more dongs than y'all. <laughs> uh, you have well. dong. Some have superhero fatigue. Hilton has dong <laughs> fatigue. <to> later. <laughs> you have dong fatigue. I do. I do have dong fatigue. <laughs> you know, they're fun at first, but then... Uh, See, yeah. you're coming around to our side of the argument that, that they're not that great yeah. and they're gross. They have, they have their purpose. And exactly. then outside of that, like, eh. Yeah. Eh. No, that just in the way. Can't hammer a nail with them. Can't do nothing. <laughs> No. Anyway, anywho, uh, Starlight Comedy Night is the uh, kick-ass little comedy show that Laura Cook and I put on every month, second Friday of every month at the Starlight near 11th and Utica. We've got an exciting lineup of comedians coming to the next one. We've got coming to the Starlight stage for the first time, Zach Ofus. He's been blowing up stuff all over Tulsa. And I'm talking about like comedy sets, not like. You know, yeah, yeah. No stores. <laughs> not Maltop cocktails. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zach Ovis will be there. We're also going to have uh, Mac Taylor is going to be there. Nice. Uh, Mac Bryan, excuse me. Uh, no, Mac Taylor. I got thrown for a minute. Yeah. She got a last name. She got two. Doesn't uh-huh. matter. And we're going to have Terrell Norton on that show as well. Oh, so yeah. I'm out to the Starlight Comedy Night. And good check lineup. that out. And, of course, if you want to hear more of My Dulcet Tones, check out the People, Person, Paper podcast, where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. We are relaunching seasons one, two, three, and four before we get five and six in their rightful place and then continue on with our week-to-week episodes with my co-host, Brian Sittler, and our practically a co-host, Josh Baltz, who's been sitting in for almost every episode lately. Uh, so glad to get to do that show with those fine folks. And be sure to check out all the other great programs on the OLA Ministries Network, like Binge with Terrell Norton, like uh, Podcasting to Perfection, which just launched its second season, and like a couple of other shows that Sam and I have not put out new episodes in a minute. That's right. <laughs> uh, and picks. Okay, so we got to talk comic books real quick, because in July, uh, IDW has had the license to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for about 
13 years now, and they have fucking killed it. They have done such a great job. Hands down, if you ask me what is the best month-to-month book on the stands, you got to buy it no matter what. TMNT is it. Uh, not only uh, does it do a great job uh, telling the stories of the four turtles and Splinter uh, and the enemies that you know from the movies, the cartoons, whatever uh, turtle media you knew uh, coming up, uh, they have taken the narrative in exciting new directions. There is a fifth turtle now uh, named Janika, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a, a, a sample of the bold steps this comic has taken. Did, did, did they make... Did, Oh, a human got injected with some of Donatello's blood. Okay. Um, short, short version. Okay. Um, yeah, because yeah, I could see where you were going with that. This did not involve turtle dongs. <laughs> no, I wondered if there was, if there was more ooze introdu- introduced. Ah, yes, yes. The, the eponymous ooze, the, uh-huh. the infamous mm-hmm. ooze. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that I, we never learned the secret of. No, no, we did not. It's no. Instead, just rap music. And not even good rap music. No, terrible rap music that was... Uh, just Ripped off from the New York Knicks uh, <laughs> hype song. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Was Ninja Rap ripped off from the Knicks? Go New York, go New York, go. Go oh, New York, go New yeah. York, go. They used to do that at their basketball games all the time. I'm glad because trying to fit the word Knicks into that was not going to work. So I'm glad they went with New York. Knickerbockers, Knickerbockers. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work. <laughs> no. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, but the Turtle comic uh, is going to hit issue 150 here in about three months. And then they are relaunching with a brand new number one in July. And uh, popular comic book writer Jason Aaron is taking over the writing duties uh, with a rotating team of artists, including the only one I can remember off the top of my head is uh, Raphael Albuquerque, who, if you read American Vampire, he was the artist on that with Scott Snyder. Um, So good talent coming to the book. And and I tell you this because uh, the first 150 issues have been collected in multiple ways, both hardcover and softcover. And I cannot tell you enough to go read them. Uh, pick them up digitally. If you're a Comixology person, you can get them free on the Comixology app. Um, if you're not, then then pay money. It's worth it. But go read some Ninja Turtles. Word. Come to the starlight. Right. Did I tell you that I ended up buying uh, a couple of the Coheed comics on uh, Audible? Just or not Audible on? Uh, oh, on uh, Kindle. Yeah, yeah. Just, and and man, it is really fun to see it so vibrant like that. Like, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I reread uh, the first uh, 30 or so issues of the Turtles comic on my tablet, as well as um, Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk run, which uh, just another quick pick. Um, if, if you're if you're a Hulk fan, if you're not a Hulk fan, Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk, uh, all 50 issues, was an absolutely fantastic run. Uh, ended about two years ago and took the character in some really great ways. So, And it will look amazing on a tablet. So do it. Mm-hmm. Do it, do it, do it. My comic book pick will always be Amory Wars. You know that. I do. I do. <laughs> Have you ever read any of that? I haven't read that one, but my comic book pick is probably Rachel Rising from Terry Ooh, Moore. Wow. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That one's my favorite. I've reread it a few times. It's so good. Okay. Good choice. Yeah. Terry Moore um, doesn't do much lately, but uh, series like Rachel Rising, uh, Strangers in Paradise mm-hmm. was with him, and then Echo uh, were all really excellent series. That he Absolutely. Did. I love uh, Terry Moore. He's probably my favorite. Okay, cool. I, I got to tell you, I, I think I may have some some old Terry Moore issues somewhere. If I, if I track them down, I'm going to hit you up. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm in a getting rid of stuff mode. Uh, and so. I will always take more Terry Moore. So okay. yes, please. Excellent. Nice. Cool. Good to know. Any other picks? 
Um, so not for comics, uh, uh, for a pick for food. Cause I am a big foodie. Yeah. Okay. I do love to eat is Boston title and abstract downtown. Have you guys been? No, I have, I have oh. not been, but I have one of their stickers. They are so good. So they are, um, like on Boston and, uh, fifth street. And they're kind of like around the building. You have to go into the alley and they have these big, beautiful, ornate, um, kind of art deco looking doors that have scissor tail yeah. fly catchers on them. You walk through the doors, you turn around the corner, you go down the stairs into the basement. Got like a speakeasy So it's got feel. a very speakeasy feel. Um, they have several different menus. They've got like their regular menu. They have their uh, like their low dollar kind of bar menu. And then they have their high roller menu. And on their high mm. roller menu, they, they are the only place in town where you can get legitimate Japanese A5 Wagyu steak. So like oh, if wow. you are a, if you are a steak eater, yeah. like and really enjoy your food, like 100%. Like I like go how, go eat at this place. Can you go it back to so that photo? Good. Yeah, sure the street view. Yeah, let's can we zoom in again? I like how there's uh <laughs> just like someone chilling out oh, by yeah, the dumpster. Oh yeah, yeah, just like this homeless person. But yeah, like you have to go into the alley and then you take the doors right there and yeah where the so, little where the little coop and knife sign is yep, that's, that's their the entrance. sticker i have right over mm -hmm. there on my fridge um so if you go that way uh that yep yep so over hongi's right over here yep. and there's boston right yep there's yep. boston so down the next street over on fifth street uh is where i used to work at boston avenue grill oh, okay uh, when it was my cousin's shop oh and that's where I met my wife. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. But yeah, highly recommend. We're going to actually be going back uh, uh, next month. That's where we're going for our Valentine's Day date. I'm so excited. Nice. Yes, I'm getting some Wagyu again. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. I've never had Wagyu, so that would it's, be uh, fun to try. It, it literally, it melts in your mouth. And like my husband is not, like he's not a carnivore. He is not a steak eater. And the first time we ordered it, um, and I was like, here, have a bite. And he was like, he was completely changed. Mm. Um, yeah. So you won't see, if you go to their Instagram, they have some of their food stuff on there. Um, otherwise you just have to like call and make a reservation. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of their thing. Um, uh, they've been like nominated for like James Beard awards mm. and like best chef in the Southwest. Um, their, their chef did pass away, uh, last year, but his business partner is still maintaining, um, yes, there is the beautiful, beautiful wow. Japanese Wagyu. Very pretty. Um, they have great drinks. They have amazing craft cocktails, like, like, and everything is made with so much love. So when you walk in, you get like complimentary Prosecco, you get like little, okay. little bites at the, the table of like goat cheese and something. Um, they're desserts and that's what oh, you're looking pretty, at there. Yeah. Um, so everything rotates based on availability of ingredients. Like their ice cream is made in-house, their torts are like everything. Mm. And it uses a lot of local fresh, like farm to table kind of stuff too. Like it's highly recommend favorite place in town. Look nice. at, look at those arms. That's what I've been talking about on that recovery joke that I've been working on. You, you, th these are the arms of someone who's hit rock bottom and climbed his way out. Mm -hmm. And now he gets to be a chef. Yep. That's a cool, that's a cool story right there. You know, it used to be that it was, and I'm not saying that this gentleman's not that story because it probably is. Yeah. But I remember it when it was, you could be really sure that when you saw someone with like full tattoo sleeves, they're like, that's a cool motherfucker that's been around and seen some shit. Yeah. But now I see like fucking douchebag youth pastors with sleeves mm -hmm. and it yeah. makes me so fucking angry. 
Oh, I get so mad when I see that shit. They're just trying to appeal to the hip kids. Bring them in and, you know, that indoctrination. Uh, That's got to happen, right? Groomers. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys. Fucking groomers. (laughs) I'm cool. I've got tattoos. Let's rap about Jesus. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen The Righteous Gemstones? Oh, oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite oh, shows. Oh, yeah. my God. It's one of my favorite shows. Kelvin and all of his youth group shit. And uh-huh. like, oh, God, they're, they're, when he had the power lifter guys, oh, that yeah. was based off of a dude in Texas who did that thing mm-hmm. for his church. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, so wild. Did you remember guys the, ever I remember the, the power the team. power team. Yes. Come to your school, rip phone books. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. blow up uh, hot water balloons. Did they? Okay. Or hot water bag, whatever the fuck they were. I managed to never actually go to any of those events. But I'd hear about them from the other kids. <laughs> I don't know where I was if I was like working uh, on the school newspaper or skipping school. Or I definitely, I, I definitely went to those because like that was like especially that was like at that well, and that was at the height of my like WWF, you know, my wrestling fandom. Oh, okay. And so I was like, ah, I thought you big, about to be WWJD. <laughs> no, big, big, uh, big, strong, burly men. I want to see them break things and rip shit apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we yeah. kind of got back to the road. Destruction right. for yeah. destruction All for God, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want to see uh, Jill and Hall and McGregor duke it out, <laughs> just like I want to go to Letterkenny and see uh, see know. some hockey dudes punch each other. Yeah, the the skids and the the Hicks and the the Hicks, man, they're everywhere. Yeah. Can't get away from them. No, you don't watch Letterkenny, do you? Nope. You gotta watch that too. I know that. Any I watched some. Okay. I watched like the first season. All right, cool. And then I was just like, there's other things I want to watch. Yeah. Like murder shows. So, Rod, let's get your picks real quick before we move on. Oh, or I mean plugs. Plugs. Let's start plugs. Okay, plugs. hold on. Let me, let me pull my calendar here because it's kind of busy the next month. So, coming up here on February 3rd, I'm performing with the Night Muses for burlesque karaoke. So, you get to come sing and I'm going to strip. It's going to be at Full Circle Lounge. That and actually then, sounds really fun. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And then in March, we have Babes in a Band at Centennial Lounge with Hector and the Hex playing tunes for us. Nice. Um, super excited about that. Nude art show at the Historic Canes Ballroom on the 23rd of March. Never heard of it. That uh, what is that up. thing? I don't know. Uh, and then the next Pearl District Peep Show is March 30th at Lot 6. So come see me and all of my wonderful people. Nice. Please, come, if- please throw dollars at me. Throw me all the dollars. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a good reminder. Burlesque shows uh, tipping is encouraged. So, Absolutely. So, so bring your ducats. Yes. Bring cash. Yep. My best friends call me cash. <laughs> um, uh, social media. So social media, you can find me on both Instagram and Facebook, uh, Roxy Rockette. And then on Instagram, my handle is Roxy underscore Rockette. And um, I post all my shows there. You can also follow the Tulsa Burlesque Festival on Instagram and uh, Facebook and the Pearl District Peep Show on Instagram. Nice. Uh, As for me, picks, uh, we just watched a three-part documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare. Oh, wow. That was, uh, have you heard anything about this story? Mm -hmm. This is one of those stories that I had heard a little bit about. And um, (laughs) I didn't know nearly as much about it as I thought I did. Uh, But this story is fucking insane. The Vallejo kidnapping? Yes. So essentially... Uh, a guy calls 911 and has just escaped being tied up and drugged and his girlfriend kidnapped. Oh, wow. And they immediately think he's full of shit and they, you know, they think like, oh, he's probably killed her or something. 
Um, then all of a sudden, after a little while, she shows up at her dad's house 400 miles away uh, and has this story about how the kidnapper uh, eventually let her go and uh, was intending to originally kidnap the guy's ex-girlfriend. Uh, oh, wow. And then she is dubbed like the real life gone girl because everybody thinks she's lying. Oh, wow. um, then you find out that it the whole fucking thing really happened. It's insane. That's wild. It's so insane. And it's three episodes. It's an easy watch. Oh, that's quick. Yeah, but it's it's a wild fucking story. Um, Netflix? And, yeah, on Netflix. Uh, and then a little music pick uh, earlier, just us talking about it. I'm going to say, go listen to the English beat and madness. Yeah. Some old, yeah. Uh, some old 80s ska that they snuck under your noses. Yeah. And uh, you chose those words on purpose. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> mirror in the bathroom hey, yeah. cocaine stay away from mirrors in the bathroom folks yeah especially now because it's probably fentanyl yeah. yeah fucking a um and as for plugs come see me and my wife and my child no at the spotlight theater in a play called madhouse you're acting we're gonna be at our making our acting debut as a trio Wonderful. Okay. Little Eleanor, my wife, and myself uh, all playing roles in Madhouse. Uh, it'll be March 1st through 3rd and March 8th through 10th. So the first two weekends of March, uh, there'll be multiple shows. You can come see us. Uh, it's a real fun uh, comedy play about a, uh, a family who has gathered for uh, a will reading, and the uh, father has taken his riches and hid it in one item in the house and said, you've all disappointed me. Uh, my money's somewhere in the house. And anyone who comes in the house and finds it can take it. Um, and then there's a storm. So people are wandering all through the house. So there's a bunch of crazy stuff that happens. Shenanigans. Yeah. It's kind of like the plot of that Rianne Johnson movie. Um, Glass Onion? No, nah, the other one. Oh. <laughs> Knives Out, whatever. <laughs> kind of the plot of Knives, Knives out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the... This is a story that's been told in several different ways, you know, over time. It's it's the classic will reading um, mm-hmm. family come back together. What was the, there was a Michael J. Fox. It's the first, uh, first movie. episode of Severance again. Nope. Uh, Secession. What was the. Yeah, kind of. What was the. the Mike, there was a Michael J. Fox movie. Back to the Future. Nope. <laughs> um, where well, the family it. is fighting over the. Oh, the Doc, Doc Hollywood. The man who's about to die. I'm going to fucking punch you. <laughs> hey, no, dude. That, did we learn nothing from the roadhouse? D- yes, that you will cry, and that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Roxy, thank you so much for coming on the show Wait, today. I'm not done. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm vamping. <laughs> no, keep doing that. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to find it, though. We are thrilled to have you on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been great. I'm sorry we waited 297 episodes uh, to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that again. It's so funny. It's called Greedy. Greedy? Greedy. The movie? Yeah, I don't yeah the that movie. At all. You don't remember the 1994 comedy? With Michael J. Fox, huh? Uh huh. Is it Kirk Douglas? Oh, uh, Nancy about... Travis? You're thinking of The Frighteners? No. Different yeah. film. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Lynn, Phil Hartman, uh, Ed Bagley Jr., Kirsten Dunst, Colleen Camp. Oh, well, I had a bunch of people in Bob it. Balaban. The Secret of My Success. No, motherfucker. <laughs> but are you at least impressed at how many Michael J. Fox movies I can remember? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that's a a little way bit. more than I could name. And right. you didn't say Spin City once. I couldn't think of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Were you trying to? 
Yeah, that's real, funny. Real, real, real bad. <laughs> You're like, what's the fucking show? So, in fact, it was trying to think of Spin City that got me to Secret of My Success. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Facts I, of Life. I think I've named... No, uh, not Facts of Life. Wow. 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 No, yep. no, no, sir. Zampino. Listen. You, you take the good, you, you take, take the, the bad. bad, you take them both, and there you have family fucking ties. <laughs> Starring Tremors, Michael Gross. <laughs> take it from me. I love you. <laughs>